Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neath the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heart strength that plays soft and low What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horror with you. And what's going on, everybody? Well, not a heck of a lot. The markets remain in the consolidative state uh, without very much excitement. Uh, You know, we continue to churn uh, back and forth. And I think that that's something that, again, this is one of what we call the, the phases of the market. And certainly, you know, not, I don't think any real surprise. I think that's something that we have to understand of the, of how the markets work and they go into different phases. And this phase is what's known as consolidation, which is they're just churning. So it feels like sometimes they move, but they, they really didn't. If we look at Thursday's action, uh, we had a big, a big rally, a big sell-off, and ended up somewhere in the middle. But really what you're seeing is a market that is just kind of churning between a, a couple of levels. And, you know, if we look at the, uh, at the S&P, okay, I mean, the S&P is really kind of just stuck between 26 and a quarter and 27 and a quarter and just churning back and forth. And if you look back... You'll see. Now, the one thing that we did call, and uh, you know, about a week or so, about ten days ago, is we said that we felt that the downtrend was no longer in play, and that we wouldn't be too aggressive. We would look for a potential spot to to trade. Now, again, we're we're not, you know, I'm not actually over. I wouldn't say that I'm totally bullish, but I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't care about trading alongside. But where we are now is consolidating in a much tighter range. And, you know, we're, we're not, you know, we're up at the upper end of that range. So my guess is that the markets will see some pressure. Uh, but again, I don't think we're going to go anywhere too fast. I think one of the big things that we, we look at and we like to watch is volume has been drying up. Uh, again, we've had declining volume almost every single day with the, with the exception of the, of the one down day. Uh, this week, we've seen declining volume. That, that just tells you we know that the volume is always higher on the down days. Always a lot more fear and panic. But basically, we've had declining volume for you know I don't know three four weeks, and I guess pretty soon maybe we'll, we'll be down to zero. <laughs> but at the end of the day, in all seriousness, the uh, the lack of volatility, the lack of volume, just tells us that there's not much going on and, and not a heck of a lot to do. And this is one of the key things about trading and about understanding trading is that sometimes there's just nothing to do. So sometimes you're better off not trading versus trying to over trade into something that isn't going to give you the opportunity or the benefits to trade. And I think that's what you're kind of seeing now. I don't, again, I don't see much, uh, you know, for, for us to get, 
too wildly involved in. Uh, you know, certainly, obviously, we'd like to trade more, but you know, when we have these patterns, I mean, look at oil. Yes, oil is broken out, but oil is really just in another range, you know, upper end, but in a range and not doing much. And I think that's pretty common and pretty standard throughout many of the markets that, you know, we just don't see uh, any great opportunity. And, um, you know, so you, you want to be able to wait for opportunity so that, you know, when it's there, you have the opportunity to, to benefit from that. Uh, so I, I don't see a heck of a lot going on here. Uh, certainly, I wouldn't be getting overly long here unless I knew how to hedge. But I, I don't see. But 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 on the other, as you said, on the other side of his mouth, I wouldn't. I also would not be getting massively short here. Okay, I, I don't see a lot of opportunity here. That that's that's the real key. Is is there opportunity? And right now, I don't think there's a heck of a lot of opportunity. I think there's a, this is you know as we say, there's times to fish, and there's times to cut bait. And this appears to be one of those times to cut bait. It doesn't appear to be uh, something that is, you know, that you're going to find some great success. And, of course, you can get lucky. But it's always better to depend on the market action with, without trying to figure out a way to get lucky. And that's always something that, that I see as a potential opportunity is, is the ability to wait for better days and and better days are always coming and i think that's something that we need to you know always kind of focus on is you know when what will bring that better day you know we've got you know some geopolitical stuff going on but you know, that really hasn't driven the markets uh you've got the chinese things you know we had the announcement last night i don't know about five o'clock about you know china going to come up with 200 billion in uh, uh, in in trade stuff, uh, and again, I don't think again. I, I think this is going to work out. This goes back to the same theory that China needs us more than we need them. You can look at you can spin it any way you want. They they cannot do without us. We can do without them. So I don't see any major reason that this is going to turn into some full-blown trade war. I don't see any reason why this is going to turn into anything but but exactly what the president is trying to get done, and that's to get fair and equal trade so that we can move forward. And I think that's what you're going to see when it's all said and done. So I think it's going to be good for everybody. Indeed, when things get turned and we get through this, you know, these these negotiations, Right, which are not really true negotiations because, as I said, we just say, you're done, you're done, then they're going into a major financial problem. So even though they're our biggest debt holder, so you know we can use, we obviously use their money, they, they cannot uh, stick to the, their guns here. They're going to have to show that they want to be a part of it because there's, they're, they're, there's not going to be uh, a major trade war. That's what I don't understand why everybody's so uh, hepped up about this because it doesn't mean anything. And if you don't believe it, all I have to do is look at the markets. Okay, if you look at the markets across, that would be affected by a potential trade war or those things. They have not been majorly affected. 
All right. You know, you look at where we were, where we are and what's going on. And you go, oh, OK. And I think that's something that that, that becomes a, a much bigger story. Uh, and I think that's why we should not, you know, get so worked up. But again, let 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 the amateurs get worked up because that's only benefits traders who understand how the markets work. But throughout all of this, um, you know, the markets have actually gone up. Throughout all of the trade we're talked, the markets have actually rallied. Okay, the grains other than soybeans have actually rallied. So where is the real problem? And I think that tells me that you know we're the because the markets are always right. The markets understand how everything affects everything else, and we have not seen a major debacle on any of this. So why would I think that this is going to change now? And I think this is one of the things that we we forget and we get carried away with. And I have this argument on TV all the time with the pundits. But, you know, again, that's really the bigger story. In the meantime, this is really the Bubba Show. I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, make sure that you download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. That's the only station that you need. And, of course, if you'd like to help us out with our high school investing program, that's highschoolinvesting.com. You can check out the curriculum. But if you'd like to help us out, you can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, dot com forward slash Bubba Trading. That's Patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. We're going to step out, have a break, and be right back with Jane King from Lila Max Media after the break. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. We're coming right back. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with the one, the only, the extremely talented Jane King, Lila Max Media, the Kaching Report, and the educational podcaster who I was with last Sunday. What's up, Jane King? Yeah, I thought it was awesome to have you in person on the podcast. So, you know, it's funny. It's like, I was like, Todd's on. We don't even need a script. And boy, we could talk for an hour. Hour? Um, uh, I so, thought we did an hour. We really could do days. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was so good. It was like we were sitting around and having a conversation over coffee and talking about, you know, money. So, anyway, I'll, I'll let you know when it gets released because it's going to be a great podcast. It was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and uh, we had a good time, and uh, we had some good good opinions. So, uh, all right, yeah. Jane King, we got, uh, obviously, always something going on. And, of course, this week, the, the, the new stuff this week is, and I, I'm going to ask you about Nancy Pelosi and about the the left side of the aisle right now. And, you know, of course, President Trump called MS-13 animals, which I believe they mm-hmm. are. I agree. Uh, and, of course, you now have the left, the, the left defending the animals. And I'm just curious right. as to what your opinion is. <laughs> well, um, and I don't have a problem with him calling them animals. I, I probably wouldn't have done it. But what he's doing is putting them in a position now of defending. <laughs> I mean, he's. I don't know if that was planned or not. I mean, if it was, it was sheer spontaneous genius um, because he's put him in a corner again um, and getting them to defend the wrong parts of society. I mean, MS-13 is, um, I mean, there was, you know, a couple girls killed in Long Island um, just within the past year from this gang. So um, they're, you know, definitely not good for society. So um, I just think it's interesting how he continues to kind of pin them that way. And by the way, the cable ratings came out for the month of May, CNN down 30%. 
and um, Fox and MSNBC were steady. So this appears to be kind of a CNN problem. And they've really taken an anti-Trump view, and I think viewers are rejecting them for it. So I think, again, he's winning. He promised, and he's winning. Well, I mean, and I agree, but don't you think, I I mean, you know, we've talked about this a little bit before, but don't you think it's ignorant of any of them to actually be so divisive and to try to fight the president, no matter who it is. I understand, you know, people don't like Trump, and I don't have a problem with that. I mean, you don't have to like him. But shouldn't we all have the same goal to have a successful country and have things go the right way for everybody instead of, you know, worried about who's in office? I mean, to me, that was always the one that I could never quite get my arms around is we should all want the same thing. And we know that a president is only in for four or eight years. We move on to the next one. And we should at least, you don't have to like the person, but you should at least want the country to do well. And I think this is, I don't understand why so many people don't want the country to do well. Do you, you get that? I know. Well, that's that's where we are. I mean, it's, um, yes, we should. We should all want the country to do well. We're all Americans. We all participate in the success of this country. But that's that's where we are. And it's just people just have become so partisan. And, you know, somebody asked me once, like, when did you first start noticing this? And I, I guess I really started first noticing this division during the Gulf War. First one. Well, not the first one, not 91, but like 2002, 2003, um, when there was such a debate about whether we should go into Iraq or not. And um, that was when I first started seeing, like, just, I first started hearing, like, these people bringing up this stuff, like, out of the blue, like you care. I mean, I was, you know, I was actually watching one of Trump's speech. It was the one about pulling out of the Iran nuclear deal the other day. And a guy just walked by me and it was on my computer because I wanted to hear what it was doing. I was covering it for oil prices. And he was like, hey, and like made some like double sound to the Trump thing on my computer. And I was like, did I ask for your opinion? You know, I mean, I, I was just like, I never really saw that. But it's been like the past 15 years. I don't know if we're going to, a new generation can maybe bring some maturity to this. Um, I hope so. Um, but the trouble is the people who are acting like such children now are having kids and teaching them to act the same way. So I don't know if this is ever going to end. It's, it, it, it's really sad because it, it just, it doesn't make sense that you would want your country to fail uh, because you don't like the person, the, the one person that's running it. And it, it's just, it, it's so illogical. And, and even obviously a lot well, of people... Ego thing, right? I mean, they, because if if the country's succeeding and the people who are against Trump admit that, they have to admit they were wrong, and um, that's you know that's hard for childish people to do. No, I mean, it, listen, it, it, it's unfortunate, and and of course, you know, we we had the 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 new uh, gambling law passed this week, where states can now take sports betting. But I ask you, I want to ask you this question. You live in New York, which is a state, a very highly taxed state. I live in Illinois, which is a very highly taxed state. And of course, California is a really high tax state. To me, this could be the boom for everybody to do better and to take more money in. But my guess is, is that because they're already broke and because they don't understand that you don't, you can't tax everybody to death, that these states will not, will not find success from this because they don't understand how actually a business actually works and they're more concerned mm-hmm. with keeping sanctuary cities and keeping, uh, and somehow, st- in my mind, it's stealing the money because somehow where does all the money go that they take in? What do you think? Yeah, no, I mean, it certainly doesn't go to the New York subway because it's just a disaster. I mean, it hasn't run express on weekends for 
I don't even remember. It's been years um, because they're continually working on it on weekends. I mean, it's ridiculous the way things are run here. Um, and did you see that California, of course, legalized marijuana on January 1st? First quarter tax revenue was about a third of what Governor Brown expected because it's taxed so much. And people are like, I'm not going to buy this or have a business. It's just taxed to death. So they didn't bring in nearly the tax revenue that they had expected because of taxes. So, again, they don't quite understand how business works. Well, they're, they're, and, and so now how business works, let's go to oil for a minute. You mentioned it earlier. So oil obviously is in Pluto right now and continues to go higher. And, and, and I call oil a fear trade right now because just based on the formation from a trading standpoint, it's it's in backwardation, which means all the, the, the highest price oil is, is like right now is July. And mm-hmm. it's cheap. It's three dollars cheaper in December, which means that they're only playing the fear trade. But in your opinion, and from what you understand, is 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 high oil prices bullish for the economy or bearish for the economy? I think oil strong oil prices are bullish as long as they don't get too strong. Um, if they start to become and act like a tax, like right now we're around seventy dollars a barrel. I think that's a sign of increased demand, which is good for the economy. If we start getting into a situation where it's 130, like what we saw in 2008, um, you know, that's going to start to be a problem. Um, but, you know, people adapt. I mean, we're, you know, it's interesting to watch Ford uh, ditch all its sedans and go to SUVs and trucks. And here we are entering higher oil prices, which could be around for a while. So I don't know if that was a real futuristic move on Ford's part. Um, but it's, you know, I think, I think once it starts getting too high, it starts to become a problem. But people are becoming more um, warming up to electric vehicles. And I could see, you know, people going to that pretty easy. There's all, there wasn't, last time we saw this, there weren't that many electric vehicles around. 2008, I think Tesla just started. Um, the big automakers didn't really have electric vehicles. There's some hybrids out there, Prius and so forth. Now there's a lot more choices. I think people might convert to that more easily than they did 10 years ago. Now, I think, obviously, I do think that's the coming way. And, and we have an overabundance of supply in the United States as we're now an exporter. So we really shouldn't be affected by the fear and the things that happen in the Mideast. But because of big oil, you know, they really still kind of control a lot of the government, right? I mean, do you foresee, you know, that that the government gives them an exit so that they can do kind of what the tobacco companies did years ago and, and build other businesses? Because there is no reason in 2018 for us to be so heavily d- 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 uh, on oil where we have to have mm-hmm. it. I mean, we, there's there's a billion other energy sources and with the brains that everybody has, we should be able to be out of this. What do you think? Oh, yeah. No, I think so. I I don't think it's ever been smart to be so oil dependent. Things have changed a lot since 2001, 2002, you know, when we had September 11th attacks and we were so reliant on Saudi Arabia for oil. I mean, we've got fracking that was introduced since then. You've got new leadership in Saudi Arabia that is much more open uh, than previous. I mean, they're bringing, like, you know, all kinds of movie theaters and, um, you know, women driving and all kinds of things. They're really trying to, uh, to modernize the country. So things have changed a lot um, since 2001. We've got solar is booming, wind power is booming. All that's happened over the past 15, 16 years or so. So I think it's good to have a lot of different sources of energy. I don't think it's good to be relying on just any one source. I'm in agreement, and that is the words according to Jane King, Lila Max Media, the Kaching Report, and the Educational Podcaster of the Year. Jane King, always, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tom. 
That was our friend Jane King, Lila Makes Me the Kitchen Report, and uh, always great to have her on. And remember, uh, we talk about education and, of course, our high school investing program. If you want to check out the curriculum, go to highschoolinvesting.com. And if you'd like to help us out, go to patreon.com forward slash Bubba Trading. And, of course, don't forget to download the show each and every week at libertytalk.fm. You can download the Bubba Show there. You can download the Sporting Edge and uh, many other things. So in the meantime, this is the Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba We'll just step out here for a break. We'll be right back with more of the Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, the Bubba Show. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Lady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbyshow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at Bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at Bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. And, you know, I don't know. I always have to wonder about the, the political arena. You know, I never considered myself too far left. I never considered myself too far right. I always consider myself someone who just wanted to see things better and, you know, let let things be good for everybody. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a believer um, of the far left stuff. I'm not a believer of the far right stuff. Obviously, that obviously makes me probably more of a libertarian. Unfortunately, libertarians will not. And I don't think in my lifetime will we even be able to get on the ballot in full. So I don't see a libertarian president coming anytime soon. But I'd always wanted to have a president that was a business person, businessman, businesswoman. And, you know, I've always said that the... Um, the United States of America is the biggest corporation in the world. And, you know, we finally have a, a business person in the White House. And again, you don't have to like him. I don't. Either way, it doesn't matter. I can see reasons why people don't like who he is. But I think that you can see that he definitely has the interest of the United States of America in his sights and is not in there for his own personal satisfaction other than you know, obviously his ego to be the president because obviously to be the president to want to be the president of the United States and take the abuse you've got to have an ego the size of uh, you know the world but I, I think that that he has done a pretty good job at trying to get things done I think he's done some great negotiations and I think that you know we talked earlier about the trade talks with China and some of the other things that are going on and and to me I think that you know we're we're, we're really hurting ourselves with the idiocy of like speaker pelosi i mean you know does anybody out there not think that think that ms13 is not animals that have no regard for human life 
no regard for anybody. Does anybody out there not think that that that, that is the case? And yet, here we have Nancy Pelosi defending and criticizing, you know, the president. Now, I don't know about you, because obviously everybody's going to say, well, it's not presidential. But I don't know anybody that could disagree with what he has said about that. And and quite frankly, I don't need somebody trying to be presidential always by trying to be di- diplomatic. I need somebody who wants to step up and take care of the United States of America. That's my, again, that's my opinion. It doesn't make me right, but it, it certainly I'm entitled, for, fortunately, because I'm a citizen, I'm an American, that I get to express my opinions. And, and and when I look at what's going on, it just it makes you want to puke. Okay, I mean, even even Bernie Sanders' own son doesn't like the policies that his father is trying to push. Now he's a Democrat, which is fine. Again, it doesn't matter to me. Democrat, Republican, I, I think at the, under, under the skin of it, we're all the same. I mean, we have different beliefs, but under the skin of it, you know, I think everybody wants. The, the best for the country, except for the current people that are from the left that are in, in, in and even some of the people quietly from the right. You know, we have uh, a lot of people on both sides of the aisle that, that, that don't like the potential of the new America. All right. And of course, we all know why they don't like the new America, because the new America is going to cut into their wallets. You know, let, let, let's face one fact, okay? The, the the reason people don't like what President Trump is doing is he's changing, he's changing the landscape of Washington, okay? He is systematically trying to drain the swamp, and the swamp creatures don't like to be drained. The swamp creatures are very much interested in, in keeping the old... The status quo, because of all the money they're able to steal over all those years, and 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 you can say whatever you want, okay. Our government has not been run efficiently. Otherwise, we wouldn't be trillions of dollars in debt, okay. And if we were run efficiently, if we were run like a corporation, you wouldn't have these these that 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 problems in the government okay which then trickle down to to everybody else you wouldn't have this massive devaluation of the dollar okay you wouldn't have a federal reserve that was always on call almost like a doctor with a prescription pad and to see what they can how they can manipulate the economy i mean I don't know anybody who could be thrilled and happy with the action of the Federal Reserve, okay? Because they're not a they're not doing anything that was meant when the when the when the crooks on Jekyll Island put this whole package together. You know, all it all it meant was is, is driving the United States into socialism, anyways. But you you can't appreciate what they're doing now. You can't appreciate that they have no f- idea of what could happen next, and, and, and that to me is the bigger is the bigger problem. I mean, we have, you know, all of a sudden, quietly, interest rates. The ten years well over three percent now. 
uh, on its way higher. And if you don't think that's going to be a problem, well, you better think again. Because, you know, all of these floating debts out there are are going to start to get bigger. And God forbid, you, you would, you'll see how there's going to be a, a major meltdown. And, and we just continue to ignore, right? I, I guess... I guess if you <clears throat> if you close your eyes and you try to kick the can down the road, you can you can hope that the issues and the problems go away. Now now certainly we know they're not going away. They never have. We can continue to try to kick them down the road, but this is why I, I think I go back to President Trump. This is where you know if we could just get this 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 country running like a business. You know, instead of having and just one big government, I mean, pretty soon we'll all be federal employees. We'll just it'll be just one big government, and you know, we'll just live happily ever after, right? Uh, but the, the, when you have an organization such as the Fed, which is a private corporation, just make no mistake, the name the Fed was only to to fool people to have them think that the Federal Reserve was actually part of the government, which it is not. Okay, but here we are with the fed and 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 they have not had the stones to raise rates well guess what the rates are going up anyways whether they want to raise them or not and you know what guess what their manipulation of the dollar the dollar's going up too and i think the dollar's going a lot higher i think the dollar's going back over par all right so they can have all of their tricks and tell us stuff but but they don't have a clue okay remember this is not mood court this is not theory in a classroom. This is real life and real business. And the real business and the real facts of the matter are is that as smart as they are from a education or a book standpoint, they are not very smart when it comes to actually running a business. Now, again, I have no problem with the government having to make adjustments in emergencies such as the the hurricanes, uh, you know what happened in Texas this year. Uh, that uh, that's the the unknown. That's the uh, you know the rainy day fund. But I have no problem if if we needed to make funds for that. That's a different story. That's a natural disaster. But however, if they were prepared ahead of time before the natural disasters and didn't spend like a bunch of drunken sailors and didn't keep making these crappy budgets. Okay, we wouldn't have the problem with the military and not having enough money. We wouldn't have a a ten trillion dollar deficit, and that's the bigger story. And I don't know why we don't address that. Okay, these problems would not exist if we didn't have the 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 lobbyists and the and the Congress and the Senate and all those guys stealing all the money. I mean, you know, again, you can call it whatever you want. That's my opinion. And I make that clear, but that's what I see. I don't see anybody out there that is truly has the best interest of the United States of America. They have the best interest of whoever there. They have the best interest of their lobbyists. They have the best interest of where they're going to get the most out of it. And to me, that's a, that, that, that in itself should be a criminal act. Because that's not who we are. That's not what we should be doing. We should be able to move forward and and of course i i look at you know this week they passed the the new gambling act 
where, you know, finally giving power back to the states to make a decision if they want to have casinos or not casinos, but sports betting. But you know that's going to be a failure, okay? Because for the most part, the government is going to have their hands out. In this case, the state governments are going to have their hands out and they're going to destroy something that could be unbelievable and bring things back to their states and their cities. But we will talk more about that because I think it's an important point to understand when we come back from the break. This is The Bubba Show, and I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, I want to remind you about LibertyTalk.fm. That is my station, and that's where you go to download the show every single day. And as we try to reach our goal of one million downloads a month, so go check it out. And, again, we've got great content 24 hours a day. So go check that out. And also, don't forget about uh, Bubba's daily update. You know, every day I do an update, and I send it out. Right after the close, give you what I saw today and what I'm looking for tomorrow. So get that. It's free. Go to BubbaTrading.com. We're going to stop out here for a break. This is The Bubba Show. I am Todd Bubba Horwitz. We'll be right back with more after the break. The Bubba Show. Welcome back to The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horwitz. It's Friday. It's Friday. Preakness coming up. Uh... I don't see I don't see anybody beating justify, so I don't even have a pick for it. But we did talk about sports betting and that the states now have the power. But here's going to be the problem. You can write it down now on May the uh, uh, May the 18th. The problem is going to be is that these ignorant ignoramuses from the state governments are going to want their hands out so deep that they're not going to be able to make any money. Now, <clears throat> if you understand sports gambling. Okay, then you understand what I'm talking about, the VIG and all that stuff. But if you don't, let's explain it. So if you're somebody who wants to make a bet on a game, okay, you're going to bet, let's say, $100 on uh, the Chicago Bears. Okay, you lay the point spread or whatever it is. You take, you lay, whatever. You, you get plus points or minus points or even. But in the meantime, it's $100. If you win, you win $100. If you lose, you lose $110. It's called the vigorish or the juice. You lose, When you lose, you pay 10% which then creates what we call the house edge, which is 5% because the winners get paid in full. The losers get paid 10% overcharge. So between the two, they match off. It's it's a 5% edge for the house. And of course, what the casinos like, what all the betting or parlors like is they want to have $1,000 on both sides of the bet. So if Chicago is playing in San Francisco, thousand on Chicago, thousand on San Francisco, the house wins 100, no matter what happens, okay? Because if, if the Chicago wins, the Chicago betters get paid from the San Francisco betters, and, and, the, and, and the house keeps the 10%, okay? That's the simple way to look at it. And when you go to Vegas, that's what happens. You pay 10% juice. When you go to when you bet with a bookmaker or you bet offshore, you're paying 10%. They do have some deals. But let's just say the standard figure is 10%. Well, as I am a, as I am a trader as well, you know, there's always been for years the argument that traders should pay more on tax and they want to get a transaction charge. Okay. And they at one time, I believe it was Hillary Clinton, but I don't remember for sure, but I think it was Hillary Clinton. She said, well, let, let them pay a nickel, a trade extra. It's no money. It won't bother them. Well, you know, you, you make 10,000 trades a day, a nickel is a lot. And of course that would break, that would have break in the business, which is why it's never been passed. 
But what you're going to see happen here, in my opinion, with the, the gambling laws is that the states are going to try to overtax this and either they will kill the bookmakers that are taking the risk on taxes, okay, and try to charge too much, or they'll force them to raise the VIG, which means that nobody's going to bet with them. Because if, if I can lay vigorous or 10% everywhere, why would I lay more with the state? Okay. So you know the greed's going to get to them. And, and of course, we've seen this over and over again. Just take a look at, at the states that are in the biggest amount of trouble financially in the United States. Okay. The biggest states are New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Illinois, California. Okay. Why, why are, so the question becomes, why are the highest taxed states in the most amount of trouble? Think about that for a minute. The highest tax states have the most financial problems. So what, what, what does that mean? Okay. Um, that means that we see too many people are, are are using. There's too much. There's too much slippage with the money that's being taken in that isn't getting to where it's supposed to be. I mean, when I think about the taxes that I pay in Illinois myself, it makes me want to puke. And believe me, the day that I can move out of Illinois, I'll be gone, all right? But I take care of my mother, so there's nowhere I can go right now. But the minute I can go and leave the state of Illinois, I would be gone because it's it's a joke. It's ridiculous that we have the one of the highest tax states, yet we never have any money, okay? It's a joke that the, it's, it's also, think about this, all those high-tech states are sanctuary cities for the most part. Now, how do you feel about the sanctuary city? Okay. How do you feel about having, uh, you know, criminals in your state? Okay. Because your government wants to allow it. Okay. Sanctuary cities, sanctuary states. What do you, th- what do you think about all that? Now, to me, that is... Another ridiculous act, but look at where you've got Brown in California, you got Rahm Emanuel in in, in Illinois, and Cuomo in uh, or uh, not Cuomo, but the mayor. Uh, hell, I can't remember his name right now, but it's it's not that important. Okay, but but in the meantime, you you've got a bunch of people that, that want to make all this work. Are you kidding me? But of course, what does it come down to? It comes back down to the whole theme of today's show. It's about the money and how much they can get out of it. It's about the votes. And that's what they're getting. They're, they're, they're buying the votes by, by making their cities sanctuary cities because of what they're, what, what's going on here. Now, again, do you just, I have no problem with, the illegals that are in this country already that are law-abiding, hard-working people. I have no issue with that whatsoever. I do have a problem with those that scam and scheme the system that are getting welfare when they've never paid a dime in, when they've never had a job in this country, that are getting health insurance. That I have a problem with. Okay, To me, that, that that's a problem. 
and 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 that is the the end of the day is you have mayors and and governors of different states that don't care about that so what does that what does that tell you from your perspective that all they care about is the money right they don't care about you they don't care about me they don't care about making the state better. All they care about is getting reelected so they can somehow grab and, 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 and steal more money because there, there's no other logical explanation for wanting to have a sanctuary city where you are actually harboring criminals. Okay. I mean, the only reason people would typically need sanctuary is because they're in trouble. So where is it? Where do we get to that point that we allow that? And we, as, as we the voters, where do we allow that? I, I think that is, is indeed the bigger story here is that we continue to let it go. Now, you're starting to see some exoduses out of some of these states. But again, it goes back to the question, how can they always, the ones that get the most amount of money, always be in the most amount of trouble? I mean, is, is Illinois, and, and especially Illinois, Illinois is an industrial state. Illinois is a farming state. I mean, yet we always have no money. Right? Of course, four out of the last eight governors have gone to jail. Uh, but, you know, but here it is. Isn't it ridiculous that that these are the issues that that come into these these major environments that you know you 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 can't imagine right you know you go to all, everything you could possibly look at about let's use my state home state of illinois right highest murder rate in the world okay but guns are the toughest gun laws mm, that makes a lot of sense so it seems to me we've got a lot of waste on a lot of nothing versus doing things right, which goes back to how we started out everything, which is we need to run this whole country like a business. And that is the way that I see it. And this is the Bubba show. I hope you all have a great weekend and uh, make sure you catch the sporting edge over the weekend. Uh, And also remember to go to libertytalk.fm and download the show each and every day and including the sporting edge on weekends and also the crypto investor X on the weekends. And of course, don't forget to get Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you free. Every day I send out a video, and every weekend I do a 30-minute show. In the meantime, you can get that for free. Just go to BubbaTrading.com. Fill out the little box, no credit card, nothing required. And that will do it for today's show. This is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And as always, I thank you so much. Have a great weekend. We'll see you all back here on Monday. The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.